It's Tuesday, February 4, 2014. There's an enormous amount of political pressure within the Beltway to approve this project. Keystone XL Pipeline moves one step closer to approval. Rain. Incessant rain. Britain pummeled by record floods. Another coal-related spill contaminates drinking water in North Carolina. Plus, the Arctic wins again. For now, Shell Oil drops plans to drill this summer. All of those victories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Poor Atlanta. I love Atlanta. What a thing they went through. Did you see that? Drivers were stranded. Traffic was at a standstill. And everybody there was asking the same question. What did we do to piss off Chris Christie? (laughs) Yep. This is your Green News Report. Oh, I kid, Chris Christie. Okay, Desi Doyen, as we go to air today, word is inside the Republican caucus they are deciding whether or not to tie an increase in the debt limit to the president's approval of the Keystone XL pipeline. Oh, Republicans are holding hostages again, are they? They are indeed. Well, it seems unlikely Obama will fall for that, but we'll have more on Keystone XL in a moment. First, some quick headlines. Another toxic spill thanks to coal. In North Carolina, a broken pipe from a huge coal ash waste pond spilled toxic sludge and wastewater into the Dan River near Eden, North Carolina. Coal plant owner Duke Energy waited 24 hours to tell the public. Water treatment plants say it shouldn't affect water quality for now. This is from a coal ash waste pond, the waste that they store in great big ponds that are incredibly toxic and will poison the drinking water and everything else if they leak and Now we have a leak. Right, and they're mostly unregulated by the federal government. Why regulate safe drinking water? Insane record flooding continues in Britain. The worst tidal surge in 60 years and rain, incessant rain. After record relentless rainfall refuses to let up, scientists say that chronic flooding shows the UK's plans to harden their infrastructure against rising sea levels due to climate change will not be sufficient. But some good news. Shell Oil has again postponed their plans to drill for oil in the harsh extremes of the Arctic for the second summer in a row. That's after their nearly disastrous attempt back in 2012. Shell's new CEO suggests they may abandon the effort altogether. This is after Shell's comedy of errors where their uh, rigs kept crashing, running into ice. They had to call it off early. Now they're saying, eh, maybe it's not such a good idea to tear up the Arctic like that just because, oh, it's melting. That's pretty much it. Now on to the Keystone XL. The State Department waited until late on a Friday to release its final environmental impact report on the controversial proposed Keystone XL pipeline from Canada. The key question, does it meet the threshold for approval that President Obama set in his historic climate action speech back in June? National interest will be served only if this project does not significantly exacerbate the problem of carbon pollution. Billions of dollars in oil profits and the planet's climate are riding on that word significant, and this environmental impact report is something of a Rorschach test for both critics and opponents. Wait, I only heard billions of dollars in profit. The rest of that part was blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, put it very basically, the State Department confirms that the pipeline would contribute to total global emissions. But the State Department says Canada's going to dig up those tar sands regardless. So this single pipeline project would not make that much of a difference to global emissions. 
That gives Obama a little bit of wiggle room either way. So in other words, what they're saying is, hey, these dirty tar sands are going to be exploited, whether we put them through a pipeline or whether we put them on uh, trains. So whether we have the pipeline or not does not substantially increase carbon emissions. That's essentially what they're saying, but opponents of the pipeline disagree. And they add that if Canada is going to dig up these tar sands regardless of whether the pipeline is built, then why are we in America putting our water supplies and lands at risk so Canada can ship oil to China. How is that in the national interest? If you're going to ask intelligent questions, I don't know where to go from here, Desi. Well, the White House is giving no indication either way, but in an interview with Bill O'Reilly of Fox News, President Obama did debunk the outlandish jobs claims peddled by the fossil fuel industry. Keystone Pipeline, new study, comes in, 42,000 jobs. You're going to okay it, I assume. Well, first of all, it's not 42,000. That's that, that's not uh, correct. It's a couple thousand to build the pipeline. And, in fact, the president was being generous there. The State Department report actually says 50 permanent jobs can be expected from the pipeline. Not hundreds of thousands, not 42,000, not even a couple of thousand, but 50. And there were hundreds of vigils in 49 states to protest the Keystone XL pipeline on Monday, calling on President Obama to fulfill those promises to take action against climate change. The State Department must now decide whether the pipeline is in the national interest. The public gets 30 days to comment starting now. Other agencies will weigh in. No decision is expected before early summer. For much more on that and the other things John Kerry is going to turn tail on, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report and to celebrate 10 years of bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more